Good evening, friends. Welcome back to the front porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and I'm joined by Michael Daniels. How's it going, Mike? How's your Monday? Busy, full, I think. Uh, I've <laughs> kind of been um, on a uh, go, go, go kind of schedule, but, but not in a like I have to go, go things. A lot of doing things I want to do, and you know, it's been a week or was it two weeks removed from Gen Con now? Just, just um, one. Just one, right? Yeah, that's that's kind of my point. Is that uh, now I can do the things that I kind of want to do, and I don't have a lot of build up and whatever. I can. I had mm. some weekend and mon- Monday, but it's been busy. That, that's kind of a long way to say that you know, not enough time in the day when you want want to do things that are fun, right? Yeah. Um, so I've been, uh, you know, I've got a lot of games on my plate, but I have time time to play them now. And it's just you know, which games do I want to play? And in my order, which has been been great, uh, but I do have several games. So Diablo Four still in the mix, and I did play some of that. Um, but I play it because it's it fits what Diablo kind of always has, and I think mm-hmm. you can agree that it's like a bite sized chunk that you can just not think at all. Yep. Like I don't want to pay attention to dialogue or thoughts or consider stats or anything. You just Grind, grind, grind. I just got like two things I got to do and kill, 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 kill a bunch of stuff and then done. But yep. um, I will say for me, at least Diablo 4 has gotten pretty boring pretty quick. Um, I have taken to starting new characters mm-hmm. instead of instead of continuing them. Like I feel good about where I am with the character. Like I played a druid and it's just I I don't feel like doing more with it. And same thing with my necromancer. I've kind of done it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and then I played a sorcerer with Sid, and I'm not con- progressing that one because she's going to be back in September, and we'll play it some more. Um, but uh, I play the rogue, and I think it's it's so different with this Diablo is that um, I think I might play all, all the classes that I want to play, all of them, mm-hmm. um, to like to level sixty, and then be like, yeah, I'm I'm done. T- talking to Pete, who's higher than any of us, he's like in his seventies out of a hundred. Um, it doesn't, he might be in his eighties now. Um, it doesn't change. It just slows down. Right. There's right. There's not a lot changing. So, um, it, there's just not a lot of carrot there for me to play, but, but I did play it a little bit and, and enjoyed it for, for what it was. And Baldur's Gate three, which we'll talk about here a little later, watched our movie watched. Uh, I, I'm so, um, Excited! I don't know. Excited about Strange New Worlds, which we'll talk about today as well. That I watched it. I watched the last two episodes at least twice um, <laughs> this last weekend, and then started watching an entire season of Lower Decks. So I've just been mm. having a good having a good weekend, doing a lot of fun stuff. Went to the movie theater. Um, yeah, all, all, all positive things, but almost not as cool as some of the things I've seen you do. I. To catch up on where Dennis is this week, I saw beach pictures. So yep. somebody hit the ocean is what yeah. I see. Yeah, which is not, um, I don't know how much we've talked about this, but I'm not a not a big beach water kind of, kind of person. I remember when you, a few months ago, went to Cancun. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, being in the, in the bright sun, in the heat... And the <laughs> and the crowd crowded beaches like I since I've been living in camper, which has been almost two years now, 
I only went to Florida once, and that was mm-hmm. to uh, kind of visit my brother and his family. And I did. Uh, my sister Sarah and I went to the beach one day and walked down and back up a little bit, and then I went to NASA Kennedy Space Center once, and uh, and otherwise I stayed in the air conditioning. <laughs> Um, <laughs> like, I am not going to do that. Like, tell me where there's something like a, like Alaskan cruise. Maybe I've never done that, but sounds, sounds a little more my speed or, you know, go to Europe and I'm going to go to Ireland where it's kind of cool, kind of cloudy, a uh, mm-hmm. little rainy. And, uh, that's, that's my that's my pace, but I'm here still in Washington state. Um, and, uh, without getting too much into it, and I'm sure that I've described this a couple times on the, on the air already. Um, the thousand trails campground network has, uh, a series of parks all along the Washington and Oregon coasts. And, um, they're almost in lines, right? Where there are, a handful of parks like that seem to be right on the coast and then another row of parks that are like an hour or two inland. And I hadn't been able to get a reservation at any of the coastal parks because they were just full all the time because it's summer. And, um, but I did manage to get half, half a week, three nights, uh, where I am now, um, which is about an hour and a half from Tacoma. Uh, which is a, a sort of suburb of Seattle, south of Seattle, as I understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a really small, just a couple of loops. Uh, when I say loop, I mean a series of camping sites in a circle. Um, campsites. Uh, with with no real trees or shade. There is vegetation and stuff, but it's all much, much shorter than the stuff even like a few miles east of here because it's it's so close to the coast. And then there's a, a trail, like a sand and gravel trail. It's about about a third of a mile uh, from yeah. the campground to the literal beach, like I'm pointing. Um, just sand and wind and surf, like right there. Um, it is Washington, so it's it's not cold, but the water is definitely cold and it's, I don't know if there's no real good way to get to it. And maybe there is, I think if I looked further up the coast, I could see, um, some sort of, you know, groupings of, of people doing more stuff. I did see four people today, um, riding horses. In the oh, sand. really? That's like nice. down, 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 down the, the beach, beach or just around the camp down, area? down the beach. I was like, uh, okay, weird. Um, That's something I I have never seen, I'll be honest. I mean, I see it on TV and movies and shows and stuff, but Mm -hmm, not mm -hmm. in real life. Um, Uh, I'm assuming you have to, that would make me um, uncomfortable about horse pies along along the beach. Maybe, but honestly, the the sand and the beach is very um, uh, natural, savage, uh, what what we used to use the word rude uh, to mean. Um, I remember looking that up. There's a, I don't know. This is a big digression. There's a, there's a Robert Burns 
poem that Ron Swanson quotes in Parks and Rec when they go to London. Do you yeah. remember that? You remember that episode? Two part. I remember episode. that episode. Yeah. Um, and in the text of that poem, he says um, uh, about the 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 flower, yon yon lilac fair. Um, how I would mourn if it were torn by autumn wild and winter rude. And I was like, that's weird. What? Why is winter rude? And then mm-hmm. I I looked the word up and it used to be a synonym for like raw, savage, like natural, right? Like natural in a in an untouched. Uh, that's mm. why I use the word savage. Um, I was like, oh, interesting. Anyway, um, there's just like I looked for shells because I, I kind of want to grab a little souvenir. I don't do a lot of this, but I have a couple of like. I have a pine cone from one of the first parks I stayed at and some stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I ended up grabbing a piece of driftwood because I could not find a shell that was not broken. Um, there are these big, long uh, muscle, some, I don't know if they're clams or, or oysters or what, um, but the, the shell on them is really fragile. Um, I saw sand dollars, but those were all broken. And right. for some reason just a ton of dead crabs like so creepy big um what to compare them to uh what's flat like crab i don't know i'm holding my my fingers my thumbs <laughs> and and middle fingers together in a big circle yeah and that won't help you if you don't know how big my hands are but my hands are not abnormally large or small so standard uh (laughs) male hands um and that was like the body like the main shell body of the crab and then they'd have the claws and the legs yeah they they, Um, the picture looked like it was a decent size it wasn't they weren't like little bitty crabs yeah they're they're pretty good sized crabs and just like washed up on the sand i'm like what is the deal with this and then the park the the campground has a little um uh like outdoor sink like a washing station if you catch fish or or clams or or crabs you can wash them without having to take them into the bathhouse and i'm like that's interesting or people i have no idea how people catch crabs aside from like the baskets that go in the water but i assume there's some 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 other way um and not not from a a sick disease floating around in the ocean that causes them to beach themselves. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not going to pick up any dead ones and try to, uh, um, not that I've ever cooked raw crab. Like I've bought crab meat and, uh, put it in. Well, I guess that was imitation crab meat, but I, I assume it's not that <laughs> different to cook, like boil it and add it to my mac and cheese or something. Uh, I'm not going to try and cook a whole crab, especially one that, I found dead washed up on the beach. Like I don't, <laughs> sure. I don't know a lot about fishing and, and cooking aquatic uh, life, but I know that much that if you find it dead, you leave it alone. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's right. Yeah. But I got here yesterday. Um, this area is under like an extreme heat warning advisory thing. Like when I, I stopped about an hour before I got to camp because there was a town big enough to have a Walmart and obviously the only one in a huge radius because the place was packed with people. Um, and it was like 
it was warm like the Midwest. It's like I got out of the car and just was like not not quite sweating because it's still drier, you know, less humid here than it is in the Midwest. Um, yeah. But it was like 87, 88 outside. And I'm like, oh, man, what if this is this is awful. <laughs> and then by the time I got here, like the temp was still, um, I think, in the low 80s, maybe the high 70s. Um, but when I walked the trail, I set up camp and then just walked the trail because it was like three or four in the afternoon. I'm like, it's early enough. I'm going to go down there and just check it out. Um, and we went down there and once you clear the kind of vegetation and get to where it's just like sand dunes leading to the water, um, the temperature drops like several degrees because there's just that cool sea air like blowing. Yeah. Um, I, I tried to get a picture or maybe video of this, but, um, I think the tide was lower. I also don't really know about tide schedules, but, um, the tide was lower yesterday than when I walked out there today. And so the, I don't know if this is why, but the water would come further up the coast before, um, uh, receding. And okay. there was a point where the, the way that I was standing, I could see steam coming off of the wet sand, right? Because like the sand... Oh, the sand and the air were were kind of warm, but the water is really cold. Um, I was like, "That's that's interesting. It's really, really fascinating." But right. Um, anyway, that's where I am just for a couple days, and then um, by next week I'll be back at uh, the park I was at a couple weeks ago, close to um, Mount St. Helens. Oh yeah, remember if you hear rumbling, uh, just you can't <laughs> right. get away, just right. hide. Yeah, you know, hide underneath your 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 camper or something like that. Um, get pictures, post pictures of the exploding thing. Yeah, I don't think I, I I I'm not an expert on this, but I don't think hiding under stuff is what you're supposed to do when there's a volcano. Yeah, I think um, I think you're just done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It's I, like I've uh, seen I've remember, seen those that those movies. Of do you that. remember um, Jack Handy, Deep Thoughts? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. One of one of those is like, if you ever, if you ever drop your car keys in a river of molten lava, just leave them because man, they're gone. <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> they're gone. Uh, it's um, I, I have saw the a couple documentaries and, and movies on Mount St. Helens eruption, and it's no joke. It's insane about you know what happened and i can't imagine seeing the 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 size of the volcano even from a a distance would would be pretty inspiring so yeah yeah yeah. get get us some pictures uh so we can see some cool stuff um well that's cool i i have not been up to to i'm assuming you didn't go swimming out in the in the ocean there i no, I wouldn't. No. I would <laughs> never go. I'm, I knock on wood. I would never go swimming in any ocean that wasn't that there wasn't a uh, like a, several people around or a, yeah. a, an official public area type thing. Just too too much for me not to know there. Yeah, um, I'm, I mean, I ass- respect I'm, the ocean. I mean, I saw kids like going out into the, but I think it goes out a fair way before it becomes deep enough to swim, and. It's it's pretty um, 
like the the surf is really active so i don't know what about like riptides or or any of that kind of stuff i'm also not that much of a swimmer um today when i walked out there a second time um i did take my shoes off and walk on the you know walk far enough into the water to get to get wet and see what see what my dog would do like she walked with me and then when a big wave of of water came rushing up the beach she she wanted to run away (laughs) she's like what is this i don't like this i don't i don't like any of this stuff uh yeah it's uh i I said i have a healthy dose of respect for the ocean and um enough to fear it when that i that i should yeah uh, at times um well it's like the it's like you just said about volcanoes like have a healthy respect for uh natural forces Yes, for for sure that I am I am not bigger than them, and anyone who's even been in the ocean, I think just a little bit, uh, should have that kind of respect of, of the awe of it. But yeah. the um, I remember just back in twenty twenty actually when I went to Pensacola, um, I I I have stopped kind of going to the main beach area in Pensacola, which you know I love the area there, but you can drive um, south. Uh, along the Pensacola beach is this long, long, you know, many, many hours long of this, uh, peninsula kind of Island chain that goes around there. Uh, and it, I drove about half hour South and you can still get on all those beaches, still very public, awesome, beautiful beaches, but there's just very, very, very few less people. And especially during 2020, I wanted to be around, you know, not people, but I w- went on vacation mm-hmm. by myself to an area where, where nothing, hardly anybody was at. So there was football field, literally a football field between me and the next person that way and a football field on the next person yeah, that yeah, way. Yeah. And um, I hung out on the uh, beach and went about, you know, maybe waist deep in, in the water. But I wasn't going to go anywhere else because, you know, that's, again, out of nowhere, the, the ocean can, can eat you up and without, you know, having anybody to help. Um, so if I was you, like you were, I definitely would not have gone into like a, just a secluded random ocean yeah. area. Yeah. Even, even if I was inclined to swim in the ocean, which again, I'm not a, not that much of a swimmer anyway. Uh, I would not have, I would not have attempted that with, you know, almost nobody in, in sight, uh, on this, on this beach. That That's how people go missing forever. Like, I have no idea where he went, you know? It's just gone forever. What? What? Uh, what did you did you touch the water? I'm curious. It's an odd thing, but is it was it cold? I'm assuming it was very cold. It was pretty cold. I mean, I didn't go so far where I was actually waiting, uh, because again, there were some pretty significant like waves of 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 water running up the sand, um, mm-hmm. and there was enough like the air was warm enough and the sand was warm enough that I I wasn't like running away from having my feet wet in the water but yeah. i think if i got to where i was actually standing in the water it's it's still pretty cold i mean it's the pacific and i'm in washington i'm not in right not in, yes. i'm not in california or mexico down you know hundreds of miles south of here well well that's that's kind of my point there is that i i've been to now california i'm fortunate to say that i've been there several times mm-hmm. um and to uh, only southern california and yeah. san diego and los Same. angeles uh, multiple times and i've gone to the ocean multiple times it's areas that i like i, I love the beaches but m- you know my first time ever going there i run into the 
to the ocean with a um, no shirt and and swim trunks, and I got about waist high. I'm like, nope, and turned right back around. <laughs> this was always, and I've always gone in July and you know June mm. or July, and you figure it's very very warm and very very hot. And California itself isn't very like crazy hot, um, but the water was so ice cold that I was just stunned. Coming from a place that I've always gone to the East Coast, the Atlantic, and the Gulf, it's always you know as warm as it is outside. Mm. Um, but I mean, at least during the summer and yeah. I, 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 I had read later on that's because it comes up from, from Alaska and down the area and just that current oh, goes sure. downward. The, the Whereas, uh, yeah. Florida comes from like Africa and, and it goes across and, and heats up across the way. The so Atlantic. I yeah. think of Washington as gotta be just like never get in that water. It's just always ice cold. That's um, kind of, stuff. yeah. Like I didn't see anybody surfing or anything i don't i don't i don't know if the if the waves are even conducive to surfing but i've been uh i think the only times that i've been to beaches in california has been in the winter um or at least like somewhat colder times of mm-hmm. the year and i'll still see people surfing like in february but they're wearing full wetsuits right yes um, right, which now I've discovered is to keep warm, yeah. right? Yeah, and, and I I did not realize that was one of the primary purposes of wetsuits until until now. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, cool. Uh. Well, it's been it's been nice here. You know, rainy stuff. Not that people care about weather in the, the Midwest, but it, you know, it's 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 still summertime, and um, I'm enjoying every bit of it that I that I can with top down that I that I can, um, which is nice. Uh, I got to see, moving on to other things, I got to see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles this weekend. Hmm. Uh, I've heard buddies. a lot of good things about that movie. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, I, 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 here's the funny thing that I can't even want to say. It was, it was two, like my experience in the theater was two hours. It said it was, at, it started at 410 and I pulled away out of the thing at 610. Like that is rarely ever happens that there was oh, wow. not an hour of commercials beforehand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, there was enough, there was enough trailers, but not so much that it was, you know, a half hour extra of movie runtime. Um, and the movie wasn't like crazy long, which a lot of movies will do these days. Will sure tr- try to make it a long runtime because, you know, you want to get your money's worth or whatever. Uh, but it was nice to go to the theater and I don't know offhand the runtime of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but it wasn't terribly long and it was exactly as long as it needed to be. Sure. Um, you and I had mentioned another animated movie, um, Spider, the re- recent Spider-Man with Miles Morales, was, you know, we thought it was a little not a little long, but we felt at the end that this has already been a big long movie, and it hadn't ended yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I, by the time I started to feel that on this movie, it was the end, and I was like, you know, oh, th- you know, this is. I'm glad it didn't go on longer. They gave me what I wanted, and that was right. So that's timing and story. Um, but they, they get, they get the spirit of teenagers down. Like they Mm. really do. It feels like between, I don't know the ages the turtles are supposed to be, but they feel like they're somewhere between the ages of 13 and 15. Um, sure. And with some of them, I would say Donatello feels like he's much younger than the other brothers. And then maybe Raphael's 15, maybe going to be 16 at some point. Um, but they they interact with each other 
just like real teenagers do. They just really got that vibe off, and it was fun. Like they're just a bunch of bunch of boys having a fun time. And you know, April O'Neil gets introduced, and she's about that too, about that age. And and mm. Leo has like a little crush type stuff. So it's that same feeling, you know, boys. And there's a girl, and it's awkward, and it's funny, and <laughs> uh, just just really got that down pat. And then every time it it could get serious, they've got uh, so the main villain is um, Ice Cube, and. Okay. It, it, it's it's so interesting because they're all funny and, and goofy. And then you've got Ice Cube voice, you know, you know, doing kind of serious stuff, kind of. But they're so goofy and everybody's goofy and all the, the secondary cast is goofy, too. Hmm. It's just this really great dichotomy of, of you know, characters in there. Nice. Um, so, yeah, it's just fun. That's that's the best thing about it. If you want to go to the, a movie and just smile and have a, a fun time without thinking too deeply about stuff. It did have a good story in that whole point, but that didn't take itself too seriously. Then yeah, you should spend time at the movie theater here. It's very fun. Um, and I, and I'm, I'm going to take, I didn't get to go with uh, Lola. She wanted to watch it. So I'm going to go again and watch it with her happily. Cause again, it's quick, easy bite size. And I think for kids who are 13 to 15, that's the kind of attention span they have. Sure. Um, so that's a, that's a perfect, um, uh, time thing on that. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure I've. Uh, you know, long listeners to the show will know that's not a property that I ever got into. I wasn't allowed mm-hmm. to watch it when it was uh, really big and happening when that movie came out, and I don't quite know why something about something about mutants or glorifying teenagers or something was part of that whole Nancy Reagan moral scare. <laughs> um, and so, and so, I just, I just never got into it. I, I vividly remember watching the movie in college, um, because you know I and my college friends, of course, were just about the right age, and they all had watched it as kids, and so it was this great nostalgia kind of thing. And I'm in the back of the room, like, you guys, this movie is terrible. It was so bad. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty what bad. What is this? Yeah. What is this like? Budget, uh, uh, Darth Vader villain um <laughs> shredder and right and all that stuff but i know like um my youngest sister really liked the uh or at least watched all the new the new uh, i assume it's a cartoon the new uh um tmnt series uh, yeah it's the, well that's that's another fun thing about it is it's got it's got a lot of uh spider-man miles morales um across the spider-verse into the spider-verse look to it i've it's heard that, that too kind of yeah i mean i've yeah. i've seen the trailer and i've heard um a lot of good good things from people who have seen it so yeah yeah that that's that's the that's the big thing about that is is the style and and it fits perfectly it's super fun um that that style is just so neat you know mm-hmm. I, I i don't know i want to say that it was started with the spider-man you know uh into the spider-verse thing but i don't know um, I don't know if that's if it's done before that or whatever, but this right. feels like it's the first time I've ever seen it. Um, mm-hmm. and it's with this Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles the same way, and I and I just really really love it. And I just talk about it, kind of want to watch it and watch it again. <laughs> I mean, I want to watch. I'm going to buy um the new Spider Man when it comes out too. So I give them more money. Uh, uh something we, we yes we haven't we're a little behind because we haven't talked about it because just 
way things have worked out with timing and Gen Con. So we, uh, we both got to see Barbie. Mm-hmm. So you want to talk a little bit about that? It's been a while since I've seen it. At least, I think, two weeks for you, maybe. Um, yeah, I mean, so I saw it before Gen Con, so whenever that was. Right. Uh, so we can just do quick overview feelings, I think. So what's your thoughts on the Barbie movie? Um, I liked it. You know, I know there was a lot of kind of controversy, whether I don't know, you know, I don't, I try not to pay too much attention to that stuff. I think a lot of it is overblown and Mm -hmm, just politically motivated often, either, either either politically motivated or, you know, a little bit of, um, uh, symbiosis between the, the, you know, the kind of, uh, they call outrage economy, right. Where, um, you know, or not outrage, a backlash, right. It's like Mm -hmm. somebody, you know, a thing comes out and then, you know, some, some notorious somebody puts out a big review how much they hate it and then a whole bunch of people you know backlash against that person for how and it just draws attention to the movie right in a way where you're like is this a no press is bad press kind of situation (laughs) Um, yeah but i hate that's the world we live in but yeah right yeah unfortunately um Yeah. yeah i mean you know, there's there's so much um, so much good casting. You know, obviously Margot Robbie is like a real life Barbie, almost like a real life Barbie. Um, they even kind of comment on that they, a little bit. They on... jo- yeah, they joke on it, on it in the script. Uh, Kate McKinnon is hilarious. Um, this uh, uh, Will Ferrell, I think, is doing the best because ver- he's an actor who kind of. I don't want to say experimented, but like did different things at various times in his career. Like his, his just, you know, to my mind, truly awful, uh, appearance in the office. <laughs> um, yeah. when, when Steve Carell left, um, and the, the character that he's doing here is just very quintessential Will Ferrell. It's like his part yeah. in, in Zoolander, but, but right. toned down a little bit. Um, all of it really funny. Uh, America Ferrera, right? We know from Superstore, um, was really good there. Of course, Michael Sarah, uh, you right. know, kind of doing a quirky Michael Sarah character. Um, right. The the um, the, uh, the Will Ferrell just interject with it. Will Ferrell thing. I think that's the the Will Ferrell parts is the, Ferrell parts is the only part that I think that they could cut. Not that it was bad. It's just that. Like I sure. felt after when she went to the real world, that's not supposed because it's in the trailer, when mm-hmm. she goes to the real world and she meets that, like it's not really pertinent to any of the story. It's just kind of a thing that she sees and experiences there, um, sure. which is great. But then after that, there's no real need to have Will Ferrell's character and the other characters that are around him in, in the rest of the movie. But I kind of felt like, well, it's because they've got Will Ferrell and he's a riot in everything that he does. Um, so giving him scenes isn't a bad thing. And they're not bad scenes. They're just not really, they don't add anything to the movie because sure. the movie's always doing so many other great things. There's so many other things happening. And I, yeah, yeah, yeah it, I, I can't, I can't really disagree with that. Um, that's, that's a minor because, you know, right. it's Will Ferrell doing Will Ferrell stuff. And, um, 
Um, if you go back to the podcast episodes where we talked about what uh, Driver, Driver is that the movie, um, or uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, um, I've talked about Ryan Gosling and mm-hmm. how you know for all he's maybe kind of famous for the Notebook, like most right. of his characters are kind of emotionless and robotic or you know in in some cases like blade runner he literally is playing a robot although replicants aren't really robots maybe that's a spoiler for that movie but um (laughs) and this performance was like nothing i've ever seen him do um yeah just just over the top like very much that sense of like (laughs) this is a plastic man brought to life to where it's like <laughs> right, like yeah. he's doing a lot of things but they're all like uh like it's like an alien trying to trying to blend in with humans um it, you know what it felt like that what's that show we watched with um uh, I'm a leaf on the wind um mm. you know what I'm talking about where he played uh, an alien um man I forgot about that show that sh- that show was so <laughs> so forgettable um, right, Allen. <laughs> That's right. Alan Tudyk is his name, right? Uh, well, he he did a he did a show that we watched where he was an alien pretending to be human, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and now that you say that, I'm like, oh yeah, that's kind of like that. That's the feeling I had there. Well said to corroborate those two kind of ideas. It doesn't even it? show He's... up in the first page of his because he does <laughs> he a... does so much <laughs> voice work, um, right? Doom Patrol, of course. Um, it's come gonna on, drive you nuts in IMDb. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a no now. Rogue One, because <laughs> it'll it'll show up in the year when it started, right? Not, and I don't think it went more than two seasons. No, I think it was just two seasons of it. Um, and it, it was. And um, I didn't even finish the second season. I was like, this is not. Um, Oh, Resident Alien. I Resident Alien. I, I scrolled then, right past yeah. it. It's it's not a the 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 um the title didn't jump out at me. But he's yeah. he's so great. I mean, I I had the same problem with Doom Patrol. Um his his he's not in the second season and without him like keeping things funny and and tied together, I just had no interest in the like dark weirdness of Doom Patrol. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's like that. It's a little bit like that. Um, the, the uh, Ryan Gosling in in Barbie, um, um, kind of thing. But uh, yeah, the the and of the, the, and of course the the I'm gonna at some point come up with a better example for this. But the the like Easter egg thing that I always compare to either. Um, Detective Pikachu or Ready Player One. Um, there was a lot of that in the Barbie movie. Where I'm like, every t- every time I saw an outfit or like she has a she has a um, closet full of clothes. In that the whole opening sequence is very reminiscent of um, the Lego movie. But I loved all the gimmicky. Like I chuckled every time she had that giant hairbrush um, because <laughs> yeah. of, you know my uh, you know I I. Well, I have four sisters, but I have two sisters, you know, just a couple years younger than me. And so they had Barbies. Um, and so I remember that, like, yeah, they had the giant 
it's not giant, right? It's small, but relative <laughs> right. to the Barbie, it doesn't look like a real hairbrush. Um, right. And I chuckled at all of that stuff. But every time they showed an outfit or a different Barbie, especially as the Barbies got more and more um, obscure, um, or like Midge, they make jokes about Midge, um, and Alan, of course, Michael Sarah. Right. Um, every time stuff like that happened, I'm like, I don't recognize this, but I am am 100% certain that this is a reference. Like, this is a real... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I mean... That's how a, I felt a lot, yeah. There's a giant Mattel logo when the movie starts. I'm like, every outfit, every type of Barbie that they have in this movie, I am certain that these are all real. Real things that they either make or used to make. And, you know, the bar, the, the clothes, the outfits, especially when... Um, you know, they make reference to it later, like, oh, that's the this, this, this pajama set or whatever. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's I I believe that 100 percent. Yeah, I it was um, I heard somebody mention it, it was a, a guy saying that, you know, he enjoyed watching a movie that he realized that wasn't for him. Right. Sure. Um, and, and that he didn't get all the references did didn't know all those kind of stuff, uh, but he could go in there and experience it. Um from a, I don't know anything about this kind of type stuff and, <laughs> and realize that there are in jokes that he's not getting, but it's still okay. Right. It's still yeah. like a lot of people do when you're watching Marvel movies or whatever it might be. Um, but yeah, the, I need to, what I need to do is I need to go watch it again. Um, hmm. and maybe I'll just wait till it comes out on stuff. But the, the, the problem I'm having is that the further I go, the message of the thing keeps, uh, becoming overriding everything else that I had seen of the movie because uh, it's a good message. And I just, my, the thing in my mind is like Barbie being sad or Barbie mm. struggling with these very difficult su- subjects and America Ferreira dealing with that and the teenage daughter. And that, that's kind of what they just knocked it out of the park with, right? Mm-hmm. With this whole, well, they did. But I don't. But I know that the the movie, the film, had such like was just chock full of fun and jokes and laughs and stuff like that. But I, I after here I am like almost a month removed, and I don't remember a lot of those. I just remember those heavier, more thought provoking scenes, which is kind of cool that it does that um, for a movie so fun and flippant and and jokey. Sure. But I need to go rewatch it again so I can remember just the good, the, the happy fun silly parts uh, mm. which is like 90 percent of the, the movie i think it's just so much fun right um and and that's something too is i like from directing to acting uh to story to sets to costumes was like top notch just awesome um every little person that kind of came on screen even the michael Sarah stuff you know was just like oh that's that's so funny and and cool and um the, the it was there wasn't too much though like even the Ken versus Ken uh, uh, kind of fights that you have you know were were just enough that you what you wanted you know out mm-hmm. of everything uh, so yeah I, I enjoyed it for sure uh, I re- I've recommended it already for lots of people to go see and um, hope I think it's on its way to a, to a big B to a billion mm. um, and and I I hope that it continues to do well uh, and I wonder. Uh, I I wonder if they'll they'll do like all Hollywood is like oh we gotta get another one out do Barbie two, which mm. I, I hope they don't 
Not yeah. that they it, it can't do another one, but I think it's just really good how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a, a wonderful, cool message that they did in a fun, engaging way, and I don't want a second movie to kind of cheapen that. Did they make a second Lego movie? Yes, they did. They did, and it I, wasn't as good as the first. I don't, I don't remember that at all. I mean that because that happens, right? Like you, you, you know, somebody writes one good story. I mean, just like Ghostbusters two, like there's nothing really wrong with Ghostbusters two. It's not terrible, but it right. just feels unnecessary. But like, yeah, you sort of. I mean, and this movie made maybe did this too, where you you sort of built a world. Right. And and you're like, well, we can we can do more of this. We can cash in, you know, in the 80s, like make a make a Saturday morning cartoon out of this or because um, they made Saturday morning cartoons out of everything. Yes. Um, right. And like, that's not like the idea of dudes fighting ghosts was not was not what made that good. Right. Was not what made that successful. Right. And and entertaining like it was this one story and these and these characters and like you don't need to well and not that they not that they quote unquote do it because they need to but because it's successful and it made money and they want to try to make more money and they're like just can't it it can just be its thing right nobody ever tried to make casablanca to the (laughs) problem right yeah i don't know if that's true that might not be true (laughs) I, I, I think the, your uh, Lego movie example was, was really good. Not, not that the Lego movie 2 was bad in any way, same way you said with Ghostbusters. It was, it's got some good one-liner jokes, but uh, the first one was just great for what it did. And, you know, you don't need to have more of that. Like it's a complete oh. whole story with a, with a message for kids and yeah, like, it doesn't need to be a franchise. Yeah, the, uh, you know me often, I, I'm a, a proponent of, you know, more movies in a, in a, in a world or whatever. But sure. oftentimes that's because the world is such an engaging character. Right. Right. The, 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 whatever, like Dune, for example, there's everything about the empire and all the different planets and the interactions with different civilizations. Like that's interesting. Cause I want to hear more stories in that world or star Wars or whatever it mm-hmm. might be. Uh, but, um, you know, Barbie world is, we got what everything we needed to know really about Barbie world. There's just no need to explore more about that yeah, or Barbie's yeah. future past or, or whatever. Agreed. Um, it, it's fine if they said more, but it just won't add. I don't think too much to it. I say that, but I probably also said the same thing about toy story one. Um, so I can always be proven wrong. Mm. Um, get some of this stuff. Um, so yeah, I, 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 ho- I hope that they don't, but if they do, you know, oh, another thing we'll say is uh, like Wonder Woman. Like we all like the first Wonder Woman. Have a second Wonder Woman. It's awful, and it actually makes the first one kind of cheapens the first one. Yeah. Um. So, just you know, be, be careful with what you do. Uh. Okay. So that's that's Barbie and Turtles. Um. <laughs> I played, uh, or I am playing Baldur's Gate three. Launched. I want to say last week or two weeks ago, something like that. Fair, I, fairly recently. Now this is um. This is interesting. I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast, but I've had, well, we had Gen Con and then mm-hmm. yep. um, all last week I had pretty bad, like almost unusable internet. Mm-hmm. Um, I did actually manage to get it sorted and working and, and connect to the park's Wi-Fi like 
Saturday afternoon when I when I yeah. was not working and didn't you know was I, I didn't urgently need uh, a good internet but like we recorded the podcast and I did a uh, movie club with um, with Fox and Jill and like they could barely hear me because my connection was so bad and so all of that to say um, I didn't even try to I didn't even turn on my gaming computer mm-hmm. and then today after I walked down to the beach and back I was done working and I was like yeah, I should fire up my computer, and what should I do? Should I play some Diablo 4? Should I load up Steam and maybe buy Baldur's Gate, because I know people are playing that? I ended up taking a nap instead, which we talked about off the end. <laughs> it felt as good, yeah, right? It's, it's not a thing I do, but I guess after walking in the in the open sun and some salty air and... and uh, um, whatever else like i was just i was just a little worn out um <laughs> so i know uh baldur's gate is one of those things that um like pokemon or fire emblem or some of those kind of i don't want to say classic because classic mm-hmm. to guys our age the year older than me but close enough um classic to to guys our age is like pong and miss pac-man mm. or regular sure. pac-man i don't know why i said miss pac-man but both <laughs> um or even you know original legend of zelda super mario brothers tetris um yeah kind of stuff but there's a there's an era in between where these uh what do i want to call them um isometric uh 3d 3d isometric is the, 3d the, isometric um not even dungeon crawlers uh turn and i don't know if turn-based is the right word but these sort of um it's like a it's like a D video game which baldur's gate literally is but <clears throat> it literally is yeah there are there are a handful of games in the genre like the first two fallout games um final fantasy tactics although maybe that one's a little different um in terms of the format, I think it's more top down, like like Fire Emblem. Um, and actually, I played the first Fire Emblem. So, but in Fire Emblem, the 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 story is linear. So you are still doing this fighting, uh, turn based combat kind of thing. Um, and then maybe maybe later in the genre, there are games like XCOM. Um, and I. I've tried a couple of these, but I've, at a, in, in a general sense, I've not played any of them. Um, yeah. I started Fallout with Fallout 3, or maybe even New Vegas, and then later went back and played some of 3 and never beat it. Um, I bought on Steam and tried to play Fallout 1 or 2, and I couldn't stick with it because the interface is so bad by modern yeah. standards. Um, I bought and tried to play Final Fantasy Tactics, and I couldn't handle the like, um, the analysis paralysis of it. Oh, it's sure. Got yeah, the, like right. the characters die if you do something wrong, and so it takes so much attention and effort. I'm like, this is, and plus I got it on iOS. I'm like, I can't, I can't give this much brain power to a mobile game. I just can't. Yeah. Um, yeah. And of course we. I assume have at length talked about Divinity Original Sin 2. Mm-hmm, yes. Um 
which <laughs> for being a game with both a colon and a numeral, um, I assume that there's an original Divinity Original Sin. And uh, I said original twice in there. Um, and I don't know if there's a separate Divinity game from Divinity Original Sin. I also know that the version I played is the... Uh, whatever they call it, enhanced or ultimate or something edition um, where they they maybe fixed or, or changed stuff. Um, which is uh, Divinity Original Sin 2 is by the same company that made Baldur's Gate 3. Um, right. And I knew that and uh, because I was still kind of following video game news when they announced this project. Um and that made me kind of excited because I'm like, there are things about this genre that Larian does really well. Uh, unfortunately, I was not able to stick with Divinity 2 either in single player or multiplayer. I enjoyed yeah. I enjoyed single player much much more. Uh, we mm-hmm. don't have to we don't have to rehash that whole thing, um, but. It was the same kind of thing where it's just there was so much going on and so many choices and so many ways to screw things up and and no kind of like the most recent time I tried it, it had been a year or two since the last time. And I was like, maybe I'll give this another shot. I'll just go online and figure out what the best thing is. Right. It's like when yeah, you're playing right. when you're playing. um um almost any Blizzard game, if I'm playing Diablo 4, Diablo 3, or World of Warcraft, I'm like, here's the thing I want to do. I want to play this class. I want to play a hunter. I want to play a necromancer. Let me go on Icy Veins or one of those other strategy sites. And they'll say, well, here's a build if you want to do group stuff. Here's a build if you want to do high-end dungeons. Here's a leveling build. And I'm like, okay, leveling build. Here we go. Here are my stat priorities. Here are the talents that I want to pick. And then I'll know that, you know, it's probably still not the best it could be, but I don't have to do any more, like, thought. I don't have to put any more thought into, like, min-maxing or any of that. And when I tried to do that for Divinity Original Sin 2, all the answers I saw were, like, well, you used to be able to do this because if you got this and this, then it would do this, but they patched that. And it's like a Reddit post from two years ago. And yeah. I'm like, the, the the general sense I got was that Larian really didn't want there to be a right way, a best way to do the story, the, the yeah. campaign, the whatever. Like, it's really just like pick whichever character or make whichever character you want. And, you know, there's maybe some general tips and and do's and don'ts, but it's mostly like anything is viable and therefore nothing is easy. Like it's all hard and it's all hard and takes a lot of work and a lot of thought. And I'm like, I just don't I don't want to work that hard on a video game. Yeah, I I, I can understand that. Well, so that's that's all of my my rambling history with this genre i've heard that uh that Baldur gate Baldur's gate 3 doesn't quite make those same mistakes but but tell me about it yeah um to, to start up front i've only played 
I mean, I played a lot of hours, what I think is a lot of hours for me, <laughs> but but I haven't gotten far. Um, okay, that's n- not. That's, that's not. That's not. That's not a selling point. <laughs> but that's but that's because of me. Um, sure. I, I I like one. I like the indie. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I, I'm Shocking. have intimately been f- or from. I'm intimately familiar with the systems and the game and, and mm-hmm. all the ins and outs and the technical parts of it. Uh, but also, um, that's one thing. The other thing is that I'm a huge Forgotten Realms fan. Uh, and this play, game takes place in the Forgotten Realms. Mm. Uh, so I know a lot of the history and a lot of the backstory and a lot of the stuff for the things. So mm-hmm. I that means I say all that because while playing this game, I tend to take my time on looking at all those little things. Um, oh, sure, sure. You know, I, I when I, I, I try to think of, uh, we played Final Fantasy fourteen or there's Elder Scrolls games and a lot of games where they have books on the wall, right? You go to a bookshelf mm-hmm, and there's just like mm-hmm. authors of write long books that in, in the books in the game that you can read. And I'm like, oh my God, who reads all this stuff? They have a lot of that as well in this game. Uh, thankfully, there's they're no more than like a, a page or two long. Every book I've seen so far are intentionally not terribly long. But yeah. I, I bring that up because in this game, I actually know what they're talking about sometimes. You know, I'm like, oh, they're talking about this. I know where where this location is and who these people in here are. Um, so I will find myself reading a lot more than I than I had. You know, um, and I our buddy um, Ben, who had just started this as well, had posted that. Uh, it started him right when he started the game, and he saved it immediately. It said that he had two hours of game time played because it was counting his character creation. Um, mm. And that's the same thing there. As I spent a lot of time reading all of the character classes and reading all the spell descriptions and reading all the spell stuff. And, like, you definitely don't need to do any of that. <laughs> um, but but that has slowed me down because of it, right? Sure. Um, and so... I say that's a lot what I just said to, to explain why I'm not far in the game. And I'm just a kind of a slow person. I also don't, um, you know, I'll, I'll play, I have a little bit of ADHD where I'll play and then I'll pause and go look something else up over or I'll, or I'll get distracted and watch a, a 20 minute show or something. Hmm. Um, so I can be playing for a long time and then not realize I've made, not made a lot of headway. Okay. Let's get that part out of the way. Um, I just wanted to preface that to know that I'm not deep into the game, so I don't know a lot of the story or mechanics that may come later on. But my experience is is that there's a an introductory tutorial kind of zone, which the, every game has, right? It teaches you how to move around and whatever. Yep. Um, and then you go into the first, let's call it zone, if it's an MMO, right? Mm-hmm. First area. Um, and I don't know if this game has zones per se, but I don't know if it's the first area. Um, and I am... Uh, I feel like I'm a good three quarters of the way through the story ish area that's happening in this shipwrecked area that I'm at uh, before I can kind of go on. And so far I'm enjoying, I'm just kind of enjoying it, which is not something I so much did with uh, divinity because there was so much going on for all the reasons that you had mentioned before. There's just, systems and every combat feels like it's a big thing and there's so much ins and outs and stuff i definitely have combat in this game but it it one it goes a lot quicker i feel that you know they have 27 hit points instead of like four thousand, and i don't have to hit 
a hundred times to to kill a crab or something, right? Yeah, I'm trying um, to I'm trying to remember like what what put me off, what what frustrate not frustrated is a strong word, but like what made me stop loading up uh, uh, Divinity Two, and I think it was just overwhelming, right? Like yeah. you definitely get. I mean, I've not played a lot of D&D, but the combat in that game reminded me of combat in D&D. Even when I was playing by myself and could control all the characters. Like, if you say the wrong thing in a combat, or you walk too close to those electric teleporting alligators, you're committed to a combat that's going to last an hour. Yeah, right. And that's not this so far. And you're going to do this the wrong way, and somebody's going to get poisoned, and you're all out of potions, or whatever. Um, Yeah. And so, like, that was part of it. The other part was the sort of MMO thing. And, like, Diablo 4 kind of has this problem where there are just quests everywhere. And mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. just millions of quests. Except in Divinity 2, you had to really think about the quests. Like, the Diablo 4 quests, I'm like, oh, here's the point. What do I have to do? Oh, I've got to collect five bones from these skeletons all right i'll just go murder some skeletons i'll hand it in like i can skip past all the dialogue it's like doing a quest in world of warcraft where in in divinity it's like okay he wants he wants this but you know it's again it's a more kind of D &D experience where you have to think about it and get involved and like that's fine except i have a quest log full of 15 of those and i'm like i can't i can't keep all these in my head and, right. and, and figure and this, out the, like how I'm supposed to talk this guy into letting my buddy go so that my one party member will be happy, but it's going to piss off the other party member. And I'm like, yeah. this is just, this is too much. And, and, and this is what, what, where maybe I haven't played long enough to know yet if that's the case in this game. I will say that sure. it does, definitely does not feel that way in this game. Uh, I also played like the Pathfinder, uh, Wrath of the Righteous, and there's another mm. one called like Pillars of Eternity. Very similar, same genre, similar things, um, and and I enjoyed those. But immediately, I have the same feeling that you're describing, like just too much, and you quest log full, and you go in, there's like exclamation points all over town, and you just yeah. be like, I get exhausted just thinking of that, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Diablo kind of had the same thing, right? One to town, it's just like quests everywhere, just things to do. Everybody's like, oh my gosh. Uh, so far in this game, there are quests and i noticed that my quest log is pretty full or it seems like it's a lot in there because i looked at it for the first time yesterday um like late yesterday um i was like whoa i actually have a lot of quest things here but they're not like done in the same traditional way so uh i'll I'll give an example right now how it works is um without trying to give any story remember early so any spoilers are very minimal at best Mm -hmm. um I, i i'm stranded from like, just say a shipwreck. There's more to it, but let's just say that. Sure. Um, and and I've got to get uh, out of this area. Um, so I go to. I'm like, I've got I've some people with me. They're, they've joined me, and I'm like, okay, that's the goal. Get get off this island. Let's say right. That's the goal. That's quest number one. We just got to the tutorial thing. Go thing. And I walk in. There's a town, and there's some goblins attacking it, and a guy, a little cinema scene kind of cut scene comes in, and he's like, open the door. And the guy won't open the, the gate for the town, and then they fight, and I help them fight, and then you know they let the guys in, and I can can get in if I want. Well, I come to find out that there was 
like this party that came back was with a druid and they were these goblins are making um different kind of attacks and the monsters in the area are getting bigger uh and the druids are wanting to in this town the druids in the town want, are wanting to close the town off and seal it off with magic and then just like let all the refugees die outside um and then there's the other faction in the town that's like we're the refugees and we want them to not do this ritual. Um, but it's not like a ton. There's like one guy who's the leader of these refugees and one guy who's the leader of, or one lady actually in this case of the Druids. And those are the people you talk to. Yes. There's other people interacting with them and their lackeys or whatever. And you can talk to them as well, but those are the, those are the, that's the quests in the city. Hmm. Um, and then like, okay, I can handle that. When I got into that first little, it's like a village, actually. Village, I expected a ton of side quests, a ton of fetch me this, get me some stuff, make me some tea. And none of that has been around. Like, I can talk to a lot of characters in here, but they're not, like, giving me quests. Um, when I went in and met the druid lady, she was kind of threatening this little girl. And I decided there's a lot of ways you can go in the the, the, the path of choices uh, and I played kind of hero and like saved her ish. So I went back outside and I, and I noticed that there was a quest in my, you know, that I had been given to talk to her parents and I went and talked to her parents and they were like, thank you very much. And, you know, we really appreciate that. And, you know, they kind of chastised the girl and that was it. So it wasn't like I picked up a quest for the girl. It's just by playing the game, a quest was formed in my log by what I was doing type right. stuff. Yeah, that it, reminds it, me. That kind of reminds me of um, Divinity Two. Yeah, like uh, you had all those quests, but they're they're kind of fuzzy, and there were points where you know if you say the wrong thing to this NPC, like they'll commit suicide or something, and now that quest is done. Like, yeah, it, and and, and sometimes it keeps it in the log, like. You know, you got to go talk to this person. And I'm like, that person is dead. What am I supposed to do? And it's just oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Log, like shaming you for the rest of the game. Right. Yeah, I did. I did. That's probably that's why I haven't opened the, the journal at all in this game, sure. because I kind of know what I'm I know what I'm doing. Right. Like right now, I've got to go choose whether to go save this other druid guy or and maybe bring him back to cause the druids or maybe assassinate the druid lady that's in charge because this other guy kind of is alluding to that. Um or I can just say, screw this village and leave, right? Mm. There's there's clearly all of those options are on the table, but I never, but I know what that is. I, I don't yeah. have the million fetch quests that are going around. Every right. quest that I have is pertaining to what I'm doing. Um, mm. Now, I, I did walk into a goblin village, which, again, I don't want to spoil a thing, and I happen to be friends with these goblins, um, even though they're assholes. Um, and it's in a ruins of a old ruined village. And I walked in this one apothecary shop and it's like, um, I'm kind of flipping through the books as, as I do. Um, and it one's a, um, like a, a grocery list of stuff. And it says something about being put in the cellar, put stuff in the cellar. And, and the, one of the characters like they talk to each other, your, your party members, and, and they'll do things like it says perception check or insight check, uh, uh, succeeded in the corner because it automatically does dm rolls kind of there mm -hmm. and it says insight check succeeded and your character whoever succeeded that insight check will say huh 
That's interesting. There's a cellar around here. I bet there's some more of these herbs that they keep down there. We got to keep an eye out for that. And now that just happened and it put a quest in my log, but it didn't say that it put a quest in my log. It just happened. Hmm. Right. And then I go around and I heard them say that. And, and probably and I remember in this case, one of my other characters talked back because they tend to talk to each other a whole lot. Right. And they'll say, like, uh, we don't need to deal with that stuff. We're on it. we got to get out of this island or whatever. We can't get distracted by this stuff. And then they have a little little tiff. Yeah. Um, but that's enough for me to remember that there is a cellar probably around here somewhere. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, so all of the quests so far have been very organic. They just seem like what's going on in the world. Unlike somebody standing around waiting for somebody to come up and get them apples. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. Uh, which is what a lot of games in Divinity Original Sin definitely did. Um, and and uh, so anyway, that's that's how the quest part seems to be. Everything so far is very organic. I am just playing the game as it goes along. Uh, occasionally I'll walk across. Um, I walked across some humans who were having some problems and they I think I think they're going to be evil, but I'm not sure. Um, and they were having a problem and. I can decide whether I want to interact with that or not. You come up there and they kind of give you their thing. You've got a lot of options, bad guy options, good guy options, selfish options that you can kind of say to them. And I can tell that this could be a bigger story or I can just rob them blind. Right. Sure. Um, And it feels like there's no wrong answer there. I mean, I think there's a wrong answer, but um, right. Right. So, so you you don't have to like, got to pick up all the quests so I can get the experience points, get the money, get the get the whatever. Um, it just doesn't have that. It just really doesn't have that feeling. Also, because it's D and D, it's not the same kind of like loot system where you've got to keep getting pluses and keep getting more powerful gear. They have stuff like that. There's definitely green and blue items I've seen that gives you idea of rarities and such. Yeah, but. There's only 12 levels in this game. So it's not like you're, you know, and I'm already like level four. Um, it's not like gear is a, it's not like a loot grinder like Diablo type stuff, right? Sure. I definitely want to get better gear, but just leveling up naturally gets me better abilities and items and spells and stuff like that. I don't necessarily need to, to, to do stuff. I do go into town and find new gear and stuff, but that's not as important. Um, but I'm really kind of going out of my way here so that the story so far is very front and center. Um, and how I tackle that story is not just in the, um, the dialogue wheels, which it is, but I can pick different characters to interact. Um, yep. Like yep. When, I went, when I went into town, I play as my main character because she's a high charisma character. Um, and I know that I accidentally was controlling the asshole fighter gith yankee girl and she's just a, a jerk and i was actually walking her around outside because i want her to be in the lead as a fighter but as soon as she starts interacting in town she's just got bad guy kind of options right, right. where she wants to intimidate and it's her skills like it, it looks at your character sheet and says you have high intimidate so an intimidate option is in there right or you have you're trained in intimidation and all of her options were very like bullyish. And I'm like, oh, yeah, because that's what her character she is, <laughs> you know. But me, who's got a mix of, like, I do have high intimidation, right? Or I've got intimidation trained. 
uh, but I also have diplomacy and I'm, I've got a noble background. So uh, the options when talking to somebody has nobility or because I was an elf or I'm reading a book and it says sorcerer options. There's just so many different ways to go about it. Um, and there's also the other side that I know that my rogue can actually come up and just steal the stuff off of them mm-hmm. and, and, or assassinate them. There's a whole assassination kind of type stuff. Right. Um, it, I know it, it definitely has the D and D feel of you can do this how you want, um, and go through the world. But if you got to stay with the main story because all of your characters are constantly telling you about it. Right now, there's only like one, I'm going to say, good person on the party. And everybody else just wants you to stay focused on the main mission. You know, they're constantly like, oh, are we, do we have to deal with the seller? Why are you wasting time on the seller? You know, stuff like that. Um, yeah. So that it, sounds it, it drives like you. A lot of that sounds similar to Divinity 2. And I hate to keep bringing it back to this, but it's the yeah. game in the genre I have the most experience with. And it's the same studio. So yeah. I don't think it's a. <laughs> unfair comparison um right. a lot of that like i'll be doing something i don't know i forget looting looting crates out by the coast or whatever and the mm-hmm. lizard man or whoever in my party is like surely there's a better use of our time or whatever they'll just be complaining um yeah and definitely that like you switch between the characters in your party. So you pick who's talking to the NPCs. So you have the different options and you like right. boost their charisma or their diplomacy. So you get better uh, prices when you're trading stuff. And um, all that sounds, sounds the same to me. Although the, the difference, it sounds like maybe um, is a little more focus on the main quest. Cause that was a, that was For sure. Yeah. One of the big problems I had is like, you know, the first place, you know, you get off the ship, the ship crashes and you you wake up at this island and your goal is to get off the island. There are like and it's like a prison island or something. Mm-hmm. There are like eight different ways you can do that, depending on which NPCs you talk to and who, how much combat you want to do. And you can't aggro the main guards because they'll just kill you. They're too high level or whatever. Yeah. But there's also like. 20 other stories going on that can take your your attention away right Um, yeah this doesn't have a lot of that if it does all they're all intertwined with the story yeah and i know that that is appealing for some people right they don't want it to be this sort of linear everybody does the same main story quest kind of thing and so i can appreciate that but for me like i don't care about that like i want the game to tell me what I'm supposed to do right at a certain level so that I can just do that so that I can keep moving. So I'm not yes. wandering around this prison island for the next, you know, three months of my life. Or, or feeling like, what's the right answer? What's the most optimal way to go? And what's the way to get to me the best rewards without the bad, at least like, right. There's always this. Yeah. Like I uh, get par- the analysis paralysis with that. I game. get the D and D sense of like, this is not, a video game right like, yeah i mean right. i i vividly remember playing pathfinder for the first time and so many of my questions were not relevant right i was like well what does what is everybody playing like do we need a healer do we need a tank and they're like well it's, it doesn't work like that and i'm like okay yeah. all right well we just killed a dragon like did it you know <sighs> 
for lack of a better way to ask this, like, did it, did it drop any cool loot? Did right, I get yeah. a tier two helm? Right. And that's right. I'm, you know, I'm joking with the tier two helm thing, but I'm like, oh, of course we killed a dragon. What can we loot? Teeth and scales? Like, what did, <laughs> what did you think that it was, you know, that, that a horse was going to come out of it? Like a video game? <laughs> like, well, no. Okay. Okay. Got it. Like different. And when you're playing D and D, like that's part of the thing. You're hanging out with friends. You're making a story kind of thing. When I'm playing a video game, I'm like, why, why are there twelve ways to do this? Just tell me what you need me to do, and I'll do it, and we'll keep going. Like, yeah, you know. It's, but I, but yeah. I get, I get that that's what the genre kind of is. Um, yeah, the, but, I, yeah, I felt that ahead. that with Divinity Two, it was there was just too much of it though. Like yeah, at every turn, I, at every turn. I think that, that prison island was just overwhelming in the first area. And then the second one just gets even worse. And so many, so many side stories. Um, and like I said, I don't know, maybe later on in the game, they'll have a lot more of this, but this, this really feels that everything in this area is all concerned about the thing that's happening right now. And that's what, like all the NPCs, all the town people, like it, they're not going to bother you with other, like I said, go fetch me apples stuff mm-hmm. because th- that's one, that's not, what you do and it's not that's not a D thing either like you don't sit there and say hey can you go get me apples but in world of warcraft they certainly would or other mmo type stuff or other final fantasy games even rpgs um, yeah any rpgs but yeah so far this has not been that winning it, it, it all feels very relevant to get to the next step type stuff uh i do appreciate some oh all all of these things that i'm saying that like i said are you're right are similar to divinity too but Something I'm finding better with this one is that I'm not getting that overwhelmed feeling because, one, combat does not feel so much. Like, there's a lot that you can do in here. Like, you can have a lot of wizard options and such, and, you know, all the classes are full stuff. But I don't need all that. One, combat's way shorter. It just really is. Um, And... More dynamic. It's you know it happens really quickly. Things are, are going. You can shoot. Like if I make a bad choice and I shoot not to use my magic missile and just shoot arrows, that's fine. It does five points of damage. The magic missile may do eight. You know, not a big deal. He's got twelve hit points, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So so it, not a bit. It doesn't feel like there's a wrong answer. I guess the thing that, that I'm doing, everything I'm doing so far, doesn't feel like there's a wrong way to do it. And and so far. I've been pleasantly rewarded with that. I, I, I actually fought an owlbear uh, for the first time. I walked up, thought it was going to kick my butt. Just cause I walked into a cave. This is not where I'm supposed to be, you know, and, oh, it's going to aggro me. I think I took a picture and screen, screenshot, sent it to the, to the group. Like, well, here, here it goes. And I was pleasantly surprised by that it didn't just straight up like a monster in a cave would do and murk me. It ran up and kind of did a threatening pose and went into almost a little dialogue thing. And it was like, what are you going to do with this animal? And I'm like, Oh, well it gave me options to talk it down. Like, you know, say back up slowly or whatever mm-hmm. to use animal handling on it. Um, or, or to just start a combat, you know, attack it type thing. I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, that's, that's interesting. A couple goblins. It's done the same kind of thing. I walked up to, I snuck into this goblin village and the goblin was like, I'm going to take you out. And before you just got jumped, like it would be aggroing in any other game gives you an opportunity to respond if you want. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I totally can charm this goblin and turn him onto my side with this scroll that I have in my, my thing. And then now I'm friends with this goblin. 
right? Like, okay. oh, that's just an option that I didn't realize. And it's just presented really simply. I didn't have to think about it. I didn't plan it. I didn't put the scroll in my inventory. It The game just kind of knew I already had it, gave me the option right there, and I can choose to do that or not. Um, so I haven't really had to overthink anything, and that's made me want to play it more, you know, that I, I want to get back on it. Whereas Divinity Original Sin almost felt like, okay, here we go. Let's get into this. I don't remember if it was if it was you or somebody else, but somebody in our Discord said um, the this game, by contrast, feels like it actually has a learning curve where Divinity Original Sin felt like you kind of needed to be an expert from the beginning. I can believe that. I from that, that from that first island where I definitely felt like the combat almost every time I was in combat I kind of regretted getting in combat because everything was so tight and you you know I kept trying to like get some kind of advantage right like put my ranged characters in an elevated position so that they weren't always shooting with a disadvantage or whatever and then the the enemies would just charge right at me and like blow stuff up and i was just constantly at the risk of my characters dying i'm like why is this so hard like i i you know because you're not min maxing every every move right i have nothing wrong with i have no problem with a game being challenging or a game having several paths to victory but it felt like the things in that game were things they should have built up toward like okay maybe you know by the time you get to a certain level, now you've really got to think about what you're doing. You've got to be kind of cautious. There are several angles of, you know, ways to approach this problem, whether that's in or out of combat. But rather than building up to it, it felt like you're just right here. You're thrown right in it. And if you say the wrong thing to this guard, he's going to kill half your party and and you're and you're screwed. You know, you you're gotta, screwed. You, right. You got to load what? your save and start all over. What, what may be helpful that I didn't think of until you, now you're just describing this is that I know that when you start, you do pick from four difficulty levels. And there, sure. there are, at least I think it's, four, it's either three or four. I know that first says like just story mode. Nothing's going to really pose a challenge and you're just kind of interacting with the story. Two is normal mode. You know, it's, it's fun. You can die. Um, but um, it's not, you know, you don't have to min-max everything. The second one is like, okay, this is hard. It's hard mode. You know, you, you really got to think about everything you're doing. And then the other one was like insane mode, only if you're super pro types of stuff. I'm on number two, playing the normal mode game. Normal mode. Yeah. And it seems very, very normal. There do seem to be all sorts of those min-maxing kind of systems built all over the place. But I don't need to deal with those right now. Unlike Divinity, where I had to like, oh, okay, well, I've got to hit the barrel that releases the oil so that I can burn them. That's the best way to fight these crabs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas this is like there's... There's oil. There's a barrel of oil. Uh, there's an elevated area over there, um, and I can get advantage. And he tells you like you can get a height advantage with your arrows. There's all those kind of systems I know that's in there, putting poison on your daggers, whatever. But I don't need any of them on the difficulties I'm going. I can just play straight how I want to play, and I can die. I had one of my characters die. And I had to reload, mm-hmm. but it's not impossible just to play it normally. Right. And not do all of the ins and outs um, and then getting combats over. So it's not not that big a deal, Um, which I feel much more relieved at that. I don't have to do all those things. Is the difficulty setting a one time choice? No, you can change it throughout the game. Okay, 
Yeah. Um, and I, I want to say, I kind of went, went, went on on this and I, I'm, I am really enjoying this so far. Um, even though I said, I'm not too far in that. I really like the characters. It's, it's got a good story already and mm-hmm. it's not a typical story, which I think a lot of the, the games like Pathfinder, uh, Wrath of uh, Right, the Righteous, and um, some of the other games uh, have been doing. This one definitely has a the characters that you're starting out with on your party are very complex characters. They're not straightforward what you might think them to be mm-hmm. um, of the archetypes, and that's very interesting. Um, sure, you know I'm not gonna already. I've got five people, including myself on a party. So you can have them, you tell them often, like, I don't like what you're, where you're going, go back to camp. You kind of scold them. And then they just go back to camp and then you can get mm. somebody from camp to go on your team to swatch sure. them, swap it out. Um, cause one is one person is just really giving me problems. And it's interesting because they seem, they seem to have favorites within the group too. Sure. Like because, because they align with each other, they'll say like, Oh, I like that person. And I like the way he's thinking it. And then when they, one person tells you they want you to do something. The other one will chime in if they like that guy, that guy and say, they're right. They're, you should totally do this. And then if they'll kind of like team up on you, if you're doing the, you know, the other decision that they don't like type stuff, right. Um, right. which, which makes them feel like real characters, real people, you know? Yeah. yeah. Which, which is very exciting. Uh, it's, it's yeah. a very, and our buddy Ben had mentioned like he thinks it'd be, cause you can choose some pre-made characters um, that are in the game to play them. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, it'd be interesting to play one of them and cause they're, they've got such an interesting history and stories and stuff like that of their own stuff. So, but I really, I really like it. It, it is also a beautiful game. I've got an older computer and it still runs wonderfully and it looks beautiful, um, with old, old computer. I'm very happy about that. No slowdown, no problems. Nice. Um, su- super cool. Um, and, and we don't know anything about, about multiplayer. I know multiplayer was pretty much the nail in the coffin for divinity too, um just too much um yeah. we're going to try it a couple of our friends are going to try it and I'll, I'll report back what the multiplayer's like it feels like they've already got things set up that were to beat the problems that divinity had with it um right with how it interacts with characters how you go into combat one one thing i you can separate your parties out like i can pull my party members out so they're not interacting as a party and my fighter had ran up with the group and gotten into a combat with the, um, with the goblins. And I realized that my rogue, I'd left my rogue back a while back. And when I pulled him apart and he was still back hiding in this little area and he wasn't in combat, like they were up doing turn-based stuff and fighting with the goblins where my rogue could just walk around. No problem. And I was like, Oh, okay. It like takes you out of combat and everything. Um, and then as soon as I got close enough, then it rolled me into the initiative. And now he was part of in combat. I think that's what Divinity 2 did also. It, that that was very nice. Um, also, same thing with, with talking. Like, I don't have to be part of conversations um, at all. But but I can uh, if, if I wanted to, um, right. which is nice. And I can also help if I want to. Like, I can say I've cast, like, it's called guidance, like plus one to all skill rolls or 1d4 to mm-hmm. all skill rolls. I can add to that to the conversation, which is neat. So, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Um, we'll, we'll play more and I'll, I'll, I'll report back more if there's any kind of change of it getting worse. Cause you know, it can go downhill. I mean, maybe I come to a big town and there's like 8,000 exclamation points everywhere or some kind of nonsense. <laughs> um, but yeah, 
I, I, I am definitely enjoying it. Uh, what else? Have you played anything new on Board Game Arena recently? Um, not since we're still playing Hadara, uh, mm-hmm. which I, I only kind of am understanding. Um, it has this kind of wheel where cards pop up. You draw two cards, and you have to decide one you're going to keep and another you're going to discard and then the one you keep you decide whether you're going to buy it or sell it um there are things that affect the price that make the cards cheaper i don't quite understand that either as, as i always say it's a downside to board game arena is it's doing all the admin for you and so you sometimes don't learn the rules mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and if you decide uh well, you decide to buy or sell, right? If you buy, you spend coins, you keep that card. If you sell, you throw the card away and you get coins. Then there's a second phase where all of the cards that players didn't interact with, right? Remember I said they start with two cards. Yeah. Um, the one they don't interact with goes on this wheel. And then you do a whole second phase where you can pick... Um, you can pick cards up off the wheel and again, either buy or sell them. Um, I think, I think what happens is the players draw from different color decks. Cause there are five colors. Yeah. Um, and then their cards, they don't interact with go on this wheel. And then when you do the wheel phase, you take turns, but you can pick anything up off the wheel. So if both of the two cards you drew, you like, well, you pick the one you like better and you buy it or sell it then in the second phase that one you you didn't the one you that's not discarded but the one you put on the wheel you might get a chance to interact with it again or somebody might take it um okay and there's there are these other mechanics right where like red is military and green is food and you need to make sure you have more as much or more uh green than cards that you've bought otherwise there's not enough food to, fi- to feed your people and you have to discard cards um there are all these ways to to score points um it's pretty fun like they're, they're know, cool. it's it's simple enough that i that i'm understanding it you you to, should play a game that a aaron amount. started uh, called dog lover um <laughs> it's on board game arena it's very i want to say very simple but very cute and fun um i matter of fact i forgot such so you are a dog lover you would do- definitely love this game it's super cute <laughs> if you ever played a game called uh cat lady uh that um is out for a while i played it with lola when she was like 11 absolutely loved it and we played it at family days loved it it's a short quick easy little cute game um and now they've got i have a dog version of it um and it is equally same kind of things you do in it very you know get get dogs make sure you feed them to get score points at the end of the game and there's little bitty cards in between that help you out with stuff um and it, it's just super fun super easy it works really well on board game arena uh we're going to finish up our first game and i take forever for turns and we've only been playing for like two days so um it, it just goes very very quick and super fun uh still playing or finishing out um uh, uh anachrony and I, I like that game. I think I talked about it last week, so I won't talk too much about it. But I think I like it, but it's definitely heavier 
than any of the stuff that we've been playing lately. I played. Uh, yeah, there's I, a game on I board. I played game. that. I played that on Board Game Arena, and at ne- at no point did I understand what was going on. I can understand. I actually had to read the rule book and go through it and really think about things. It's a game that Pete would like, and I'm playing it with Pete, and he mm. and I, and Aaron's actually pretty good at it too. Things, but it's very much a Pete game, and yep. um, he he and I both enjoy it for the same reasons. Um, so I, I could see that if it was a real life thing that he and I both would play that one, um, in real life, uh, but it is, there's a lot to it. Uh, the other thing I was going to mention that Trotsky brought out, uh, at Gen Con for him and I to play two player game called jump drive. It's really, really quick. And it plays in six or seven turns, uh, that are short simultaneous play, put your two cards down. We play at the same time. Okay. Now next one. So it doesn't play for more than 10 minutes. I, I don't think maybe mm. 15. Uh, he was really excited about it at Gen Con, and I played it with him, and he, it's on Board Game Arena. He plays it a lot because you can play it solo. Um, I am not having any fun with it. Um, it it's, like I said, you, you have each card that you play has, like, synergies and stuff that you can do to score points the first to 50 is what it is. And they all have, like, if you have this other card, like, if you have the miners, you get plus one to points with this card. If you have the output mining outpost, you get plus one card with that card, right? So it's a lot of this, oh, if I have these synergies and get them all together, I can have a lot of cool stuff happen, right? But it's just so quick and so short that I just pick the straight card. All I do is I got a card hand of five cards. I pick the one that's got the most points and play it. And mm-hmm. you know what? That works 90% of the time. <laughs> and, and and that's I think it's getting a little frust- frustrating to Trotsky because he's always like, oh, you can do all these kind of neat things. I'm like, yeah, but I don't even read them. I just look at the thing that gives me the most points because there's only six rounds. That's it. And yeah. and, and it's the games are always so close at the end that it doesn't matter. And I'm like, yeah, just, when you're just kind of random. That's it. When you're playing a game that's quick and short, then how how can you? You know, hope that the roll of the dice comes up with your miners cards or whatever. Like, sure, it might work out. Sure, it might not. You know, yeah. um, and that, that's kind of where I'm coming down that one. So, I, I if, if he's listening, he can tell that I'm just not really sold on that one. It just doesn't feel good. I think he likes it because it's small, uh, it's quick, um, and it does have options. You know, like str- strategy. Mm-hmm. But honestly, that it just feels like the strategy's in there for um, extra. I guess. Um, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. It, I, I There's another game that I played recently, and, and uh, I mentioned it last week. Um, can't think of it right now, but uh, Par- Paragon's Origins or something like that. Uh, much mm-hmm. better game, and plays even just as quicker. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so I, I think that's all. Of, hey, you know what we didn't talk about? We didn't talk about our movie, and we're already at time. Oh, my gosh. I was, I was thinking we weren't going to get to uh, um, Star Trek. Strange New Worlds. And we didn't get to Star Trek Strange New Worlds. We didn't, and I was like, okay, that's fine. And yeah, we did not we did not talk about the two things we really wanted to talk about. Yeah. Uh, That's that's never happened before. Well we're not gonna (laughs) we're not gonna have a two hour show. I don't think um trying to think. Well, I I don't wanna I don't wanna rush Strange New Worlds. I want to talk about that at at time. Okay. Do you do you can we cover the movie in like 10 minutes? Oh, probably less. Uh, not because it's bad. Uh, Baby Driver, this week's movie. Hey, we'll pause for some music. How's that? Yep.
this week we watched Baby Driver. It's uh, 2017, I believe. Kevin Spacey, Lily James, John Hamm, uh, Jamie Foxx. I have no idea the main guy's name. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's an Edgar Wright movie. So there's a lot of just spectacular visual storytelling, visual gags sharp cuts that are part of the thing i mean i i think i raved about edgar wright at length when we watched uh shawn of the dead um Mm -hmm. all of that is still true for this movie it was fascinating to see i mean fascinating is a strong word it was fun to see him uh to see wright do a movie with american characters even though lily james is english but she's doing an american accent in this movie um Kevin Spacey is in this, which is awkward, but he's kind of a villain, so or not really villain, but he's like an amoral kind of character, so that sort of works. Um, a lot of great music, a lot of great uh, music, right? Yeah, just a just a solid, fun movie all around. It's not as it's not as quippy. Uh, um. um Am I? Whatever. We don't have time to get into that. Yeah, um, but... it's it's not as quippy with the dialogue as a movie like Snatch. Um, right. And I think I might be confusing those two directors again. Edgar oh Wright yeah, yeah. And um, uh, um, the other one whose name I can never Madonna, remember. Madonna's husband, um, or maybe sure. ex-husband now. Uh, <laughs> Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie. Yes, I'm. Snatch is Guy Ritchie. Okay, yes, I was right okay. with I was right with Shaun of the Dead. Um, right. um, I, yeah. I agree. I, I agree mean, with that. That the the dialogue isn't necessarily snappy, but the music is snappy. Right? Like it's supposed to be. They do a lot of things that are happening are all timed to the beat of stuff. Um, it's almost <coughs> like, like the point of of it is mm-hmm. he has this kind of thing with the, the music and he does a couple when he changes cars and stuff has to find the radio station yeah to, it's to, it's kind of richie i'm thinking of who does the um who does the snappy dialogue stuff yeah yeah um but but this i will say that every character there's not a whole it doesn't feel like there's a massive cast here uh but they all ha- have are very distinct personalities and are full characters mm-hmm. um like jamie fox's bats is has you know almost everything about this character just by the t- little limited time he's on there. Same with John Hamm's buddy, uh, Lily James is just there in little bits, and she served her character is served in the scenes that she's seen. Every character, oh, John Barenthal, another one too, gr- plays Griff at the beginning. They're only there for like 10, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Some some of these characters, but they almost feel like you know everything about them. That's that's all there is, and then they move on, right? But they're sure. solid characters. Um, which is great. And the main, main person plays baby. I don't know his name either. Um, he, it's, he doesn't talk a lot, which I think actually helps the movie because you don't need to. And it's, it actually makes it better that he doesn't talk, um, Mm -hmm. a lot. It makes him a lot more interesting, especially when he's surrounded by these great actors uh, and actresses through the, through the whole time. He, he can just kind of be there. And be that young kid type stuff. So I, I enjoy it. I like what you said. It's fun. Uh, it feels very fun as I'm watching it. It doesn't overstay its welcome. It kind of has two acts. I'd say it feels like maybe a third one. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the, with the a, first kind of highest and with a kind of epilogue. 
ending. Yes, right. Um, so, yeah, just just fun. Uh, doesn't get into too much. Doesn't overthink things too much. Uh, and just, as I say sometimes, is what it is and does what it is really well. Um, yeah. I, I would definitely recommend somebody this movie to someone who likes a bank robbery criminal heist. Not, I wouldn't say heist. It's not a heist movie. But a, it's a it's a crime action thriller that's for it, sure. Crime action so, thriller. Yeah. So you know you want to be prepared for, uh, you know, illegal activity, <laughs> and yes. uh, and a fair amount of violence. Yeah, and and there's there's no real good guy here. There is there's a good guy for sure, but there are still criminals, right? Yeah. Type type thing. Uh, and, and there's some good things. Sure, there's always the different dichotomies of characters in there, but they're all criminals. Type stuff. So, yeah, uh, it was fun. I, I did enjoy watching it, and I'm, and I'm glad that I got a, a, an opportunity to sit down and watch it, and I would recommend it to, to other people to watch as, yeah. as well. Um, okay, so that was quick. We got, we got through that one pretty quickly. I, I think we gave it enough justice even, even when we rushed through that. There's not really much more to say about that because if you start talking about the in-depth of each character and their motivations, I don't think that's the point of this show. Or this movie, like no, and I mean, I think the 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 title character has a strong emotional arc. Yeah, we don't I have agree. to get into spoilery details for me to yep. for me to flesh that out. Yep. Um, it's a it good was, arc. That's good. It that... was it was fun to watch. We talked about this off air, but this is not a movie you can have on in the background. Um, yes, Edgar Wright is a uh, you know kind of a master of visual storytelling. And so, and and you mentioned the the main character doesn't talk very much. So you really have to be watching to see everything that's going on. There's a lot of looks. There's a lot of, you know, again, visual comedy, visual storytelling, um, all of that. But uh, yeah, solid. Recommend if you're, you know, if the genre appeals to you. Yeah. Not, not not a bad performance by at all and, uh, by any of the characters. Yeah. Even like the guy that played his uncle or something. Like, I think C.J. Jones played his uncle Joe or something. Yeah. Uh, all of them don't need a big cast. Don't need a ton of words to do good acting. So good on them. Thumbs mm-hmm. up. All right. This means it's your turn for the movie pick. Oh, shoot. Okay. Hey, uh, you started on this train. I thought we'd get it. I know. I know. I know you're right. Um, okay. Let's, let's start uh, our, I talked about this off air. Let's start our Pride and Prejudice uh, series. All right, we gotta we gotta uh, we gotta watch it some, at some point. So which the, which one are we watching? I think we want to start at the beginning. A very good place to start. The book. We're gonna get the audio book. We're gonna start listening to that. Yeah, one? yeah. We're gonna listen to Jane Austen. Um, oh, this this one might take us a couple weeks. Um. Five and a half hours. Whoa. Is that too much for a week? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay, so there are six episodes. Wait, this is not the Kira Knightley one, right? No, no. Okay. This is Colin Firth and uh, Jennifer Ely um, from 1995, a series from BBC. Okay, it's a miniseries. All right, that, that's different. Okay, we're watching a miniseries. Got it. Yeah. And there's um, five episodes, you said? There are six episodes. Six, and so they're you, about an hour each, so maybe two? 
episodes? Two or three at most. Okay. I would say. Okay. Uh, let's let's commit to two, and if you know, if you're if you're vibing with it, we could do three. Okay. Um, it's you know we're recording at the normal time, so we got a full week, but. Right. Okay. Pride and Prejudice miniseries, not mm-hmm. show. Got it. Okay. As as you you probably gathered, but if you know, I know I know you're a big fan of the Kira Knightley version. Well, I've not this, seen this one. Is why. Yeah, yeah. This this one will be slower, right? Yes. The, the, telling the story in five and a half hours instead of two. Right. Uh, it's 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 more relaxed, kind of traditional BBC um, stage like. Uh, not super stage, not like eighties BBC. No, no, I, I, I like these kind of things too. I mean, these are, yeah. these are a vibe, is as they, as the kids say these days, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Here All we right. go. Pride and Prejudice. Yep. And so we'll do. I guess we'll do them chronologically. We'll we'll do this one over a couple weeks. Watch the Keira Knightley version, and then the Lily James zombie version. I was gonna say there's a zombie one in there somewhere. Okay. Yeah. All right. All Oof. right. <laughs> so that's that's going to be our our thing for the next or the, and somewhere in there <laughs> I'm coming back back to Bloomington, so we'll see how that plays out. Right. All right. You've been listening to the Front Porch. This is episode 310. Thanks as always to our friends at LRM Online. You can go there and check out uh, Fox's reviews on the new cool things he saw at Gen Con. If you want to reach out to us and tell us your favorite version of Pride and Prejudice, you can do that via email. Our address is frontporchpod at gmail.com. If you go to our website, frontporchpodcast.com, you'll find contact forms there. And I put links to uh, Board Game Geek for all of the Gen Con games we talked about in last week's show. If you enjoy the podcast, please consider subscribing on the podcast of your choice. And while you're there, if you would leave us a positive review, we always appreciate that. It helps us out so much with those algorithms as always thanks so much for joining us until next time i'm dennis and i'm michael for the front porch night everybody see you next time